Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. Hello, friends, and welcome to season two of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I am so excited that we are in the triple digits for the podcast as we kick off 2021 with a great interview with my friend, Michelle Wong. Before we get into the podcast, though, I just wanted to say thank you again for everyone who supported the podcast in these first 100 episodes. Hard to believe that a project that I started in December of 2019 ended with 100 episodes a year later. Thank you again to everyone who shared their stories, all the guests, but most of all to you for listening to the podcast, for downloading the podcast, for sharing the podcast, and for introducing others to Wake Up With Gratitude. I'm doing a little contest that goes until this Friday, January 8th to say thank you for listening to the podcast. So you can enter um, through bit.ly forward slash 100 episode giveaway. So 100 is a number and then episode giveaway is all lowercase. And that'll take you to the entry form to enter the contest to win. So you're going to win a copy of my book, 30 Days of Gratitude. You'll win a set of gratitude cards. You'll also win a gratitude journal. And then I'll throw in a bunch of other fun goodies as well. So it'll be a fun surprise thank you gift pack for a winner. And I will announce it on social media, but I will also announce it on one of the podcasts that I'm releasing in the next week so you know exactly who won. So thank you again. So uh, bit.ly forward slash 100 episode giveaway to enter the contest. So this is exciting. You know, we're moving into season two of the podcast. I am excited to bring you many new guests I'm excited to reach out to invite guests that I am nervous to have on, but I want to put it out there that this podcast really has impacted tens of thousands of lives in its first year. And I know that we can impact hundreds of thousands of lives together, which means we're going to be connecting with guests that not only practice gratitude, but have maybe a little bit more influence and reach to grow the podcast to where I know we can serve so many more people. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for listening and let's dive in. Michelle Wong is your growth and courage catalyst and the host of the Sacred Emergence podcast. In this first interview of 2021, we talk about how she overcame a life-altering injury and found gratitude. Michelle introduces us to human design and how she helps her clients to understand and interpret their chart. Michelle has some very hashtag big dreams in HD for 2021, and she shares why she's so excited for what this year may bring. If you're struggling right now and you need inspiration, join us for this first episode of season two of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I have a lovely good friend of mine, Michelle Wong. Hi, Michelle. Hi. I am so excited. We have, we scheduled this a couple of times before, and for some reason, 
the timing never seemed to work, but I'm just so excited that I'm launching the new year, a new season of the podcast. We're going to season two and that you get to be the very first guest for season two. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me, Julie. I am excited. And you know what? Michelle is a fellow podcaster. She's the host of the sacred emergence podcast. So make sure you add that one to your favorites. She's also your growth and courage catalyst, which I love. And she has created a beautiful sacred emergence community through Facebook. Um, she's an expert in human design and she is someone who is not afraid to go after her big dreams, even though they might seem impossible. So Michelle, one thing I, I know kind of about your story over the last few years, but I don't really know kind of the story that came before it and how you became this incredibly in touch, intuitive person that just has such a beautiful energy to share with the world. Where did that come from? Do you mind sharing your story with oh us? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know where to start actually. So you and I met through USANA yeah. and um, before, I guess before USANA, I mean, I was in corporate world. <laughs> I was like in software, um, but I always had like a side hustle. Um, and I was always teaching Pilates on the side. So I think that's probably like just the wellness, the wellness community was something that I was always connected to. And um, when I discovered USANA, I think one of the pieces that I loved so much about it was a personal growth journey. So who I am now is actually very different than when I first started corporate, like corporate days, fresh out of college, um, had an engineering degree, <laughs> it's very like linear, uh, type A, very competitive, very masculine. I even like had a very boyish haircut. And so it's like, fast forward to now, it's, it's really through personal growth, personal development, and I've always been very spiritual. And so it's, it's just the continual growth and evolution. So when you were like you went to university, you got a degree and then you went into the corporate world. Is that kind of how you grew up? Like, did you grow up, grow up in a home where it was like, okay, you need to go to school. You need to, you know, do this job, get a profession and off you go. Or was there, was that spiritual side at all there when you were growing up? I okay. Yeah. So definitely the whole like study hard in school, graduate, go to good school, get a job. That was like the formula that I followed. And that was like the expectation, um, get a good job, get a good job. It kind of still is the expectation <laughs> with my parents. But anyway, um, the spiritual side, I grew up Catholic. So I think my relationship to the divine has changed over the years. Um, I'm no longer a Catholic. Um, but like, I understand the rituals of Catholicism, but I think like it was really my own journey with just my own self and my own femininity that things started to shift. Um, mm -hmm. And I started to see things differently and what really were the aspects that I valued. And I realized that it wasn't so much like an institution that I was connected to, it was my own relationship to the divine. Um, and so that started to grow and evolve as I became more me. Oh, I like that. I love that as you discovered more about yourself and you realized what your relationship really looked like. It's interesting because I grew up in a home that where there wasn't much spirituality, there wasn't a lot. And I, I discovered my faith um, through the Catholic church as an adult when my daughter was mm -hmm. born. And, and even though now 
I still like recognize as a Catholic, but I don't practice as a Catholic anymore. I really like my life has really changed. Like you said, more connection to the divine and spiritual, but something you said that I also really liked about the Catholic church was the, the ritual and the, the predictability of, you knew where things were going to go when you would go to a service, like there was an order and a way for things to go. And that's probably one of the things that I enjoyed most about that kind of a ritual. Uh, but it's not really something that I do anymore because, Mm -hmm. and I also feel like there's so many beautiful ways that we can connect with, um, you know, not only like our higher self, but the divine or God or the universe, wherever that lies for you. So you've done a lot of different work. You've connected in a lot of different ways. Now, did that sort of start with the Pilates or like, was that like a door opener for you? I think the Pilates was a way for me to get anchored into just something that was different from software. Because that was my background. Um, But I think like with the whole wellness, um, the introduction to Pilates and nutrition really led me to learn more about holistic medicine and Mm. acupuncture. Um, And I think when I started down that route, then my whole world kind of opened up to more like, oh, there's a different way of looking at things. And it was so like, even looking at tarot cards, when I first, Mm. like, I knew friends that did it. And I was like, what? It was just so like new and like, they're just cards, you know? Um, now I'm all for it, but it was such a journey for me to even like accept it and not feel like this is so weird, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And to also feel like it's okay to explore what comes through the different card decks that are available, you know, whether it's tarot or angel cards or abundance cards or um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dr. Karen Wolf has been sharing a set of gratitude cards on her Instagram lately. Oh my goodness. I'm like, I need this set of cards. (laughs) It sounds like something just for me and allowing ourselves to you know, just be open to the fact that sometimes there is a message in the cards and there can be guidance in ways that we hadn't expected before. So I really love, you know, kind of that big journey for you from, you know, going from the engineer and software and then really transforming your life into this woman who, you know, holds this beautiful sacred space for so many women. Um, One part of your story that I think uh, really, I really felt for you when you were going through this. And I think it's probably one of the most difficult things that really any of my friends has gone through from a physical injury standpoint. So I don't, I wonder if you could kind of just share with us that journey of what happened when you did um, have your accident um, doing a, uh, a, was it a CrossFit course? Tell me. (laughs) Right. Which is like, CrossFit plus, plus, plus. Yeah. It was a Spartan course. So what happened there? Oh my God. I have so many thoughts around that. Um, and I, I think like with the whole, the premise of it, like I wasn't really ready for it. I mean, it was, it was a more of a a convention, right? So it was more of a, a demo obstacle kind of for fun. But, um, I just remembered, going through the monkey bars and they were, I mean, I shouldn't have even attempted them. Um, but what ended up happening was I couldn't get the next bar and I fell. Um, yeah. And then I couldn't get back up. So that was 
I wasn't even home when that happened. I was right. in a different state. So, I mean, the things that like the situate, like the circumstance around it wasn't pleasant, but the amount of support that I got from the moment it happened, I have to really like, I'm, I feel very blessed um, because my friend who is from Seattle, uh, well, she lives her, I know her cause she's in Seattle. She drove to Salt Lake city. Um, she drove. And so when the whole injury happened, well, first of all, she videoed it. So there was like evidence, you know, but oh also I didn't see her during the whole time. And then that day when I was in line, she was there and she had a car. So she was able to take me to urgent care and just be with me. Like it was like, otherwise we probably would have had to call the ambulance, like, you know, just things like that. Um, and then I was leaving the next day to come back to Seattle. So there was, it was like the timing of things actually worked in my favor. But it's so interesting that you say like, yeah, you were going to a convention where we're used to, just, we go to show up and listen to speakers and we go to workshops, we go shopping at the store but this Spartan, what is actually one of USANA's partners, we partnered with Spartan. Um, we actually even had a special nutritional pack for the Spartan warriors, but Spartan is like, it's pretty hardcore. And they had set up a course. I remember, do you remember Michelle, what it was that inspired you to kind of give it a go, even though you were way beyond your comfort zone? It was, I wasn't planning on doing it because I was, I have nothing to prove. I am like an adrenaline junkie. So I'm like, I feel like I've already done that type of stuff. Okay. Um, so I didn't feel like it was necessarily outside my comfort zone per se. Um, it was during convention when we were in the big arena um, where the CEO was speaking, yeah. the CEO. And he was saying like, everybody who has your hand up, you get a free a free uh, pass to one oh, of right. the right. tours. Yeah. And I was like, my hand was up and I was like, well, if it's free, I'll go for it. Like, you know, but I had no, I really had no, honestly, I had no desire to like, like, I don't know. He said something. I was like, fine, I'll do it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That like moment where you're like, you know what? I know that I can do this. I'm just going to go for it anyway. Even though I don't need yeah. to prove anything, but I mean, I have a really competitive side too, but I knew that like, that was definitely far beyond my physical capabilities. I speak as a former Ironman triathlete and I say former because that was a long time ago. There definitely would have been a time in my life though, where I would have been, where do I line up and you know, what, how can I do this and just even get through it. So I love that. I think that, and I'm thinking part of that, like tenacity that you have and that willingness to not give up is what helped you through your healing. So you come home, you're on your own. And it's mm -hmm. your knee. Mm -hmm. So my what? Yeah. So your knee. So what, how did you take care of yourself? I have to say that I have some friends who just showed up for me. Um, so for the first week, I actually didn't know what really happened. Um, the x-rays showed that there were no broken bones, um, but I really couldn't move my knees. So what ended up happening was... Um, I think I waited for like a week and then my friends, like they took me to appointments because I couldn't drive. Um, and I just remember it took 40 minutes to get out of the house, like, cause the stairs were complicated. Um, getting up to the driveway was complicated. Like there were no rails. And so it was just like a whole adventure just to get to the car. Um, and they would take me to appointments and it, it hit me. Like, I'm so grateful for my friends, but they can't, I can't keep relying on them to like 
drive 30 minutes to take me to appointments back and forth, like mm. a few times a week and do my grocery runs. Um, so eventually I was like, if I need to do regular physical therapy, which I did, I was like, they had to come over to my house and that worked oh. out. Yeah. And then I found an acupuncturist that was willing to come to my home. Wow. And so I just had to like get really creative and like, kind of like, well, this has to happen. So like I did some massive Googling and it just worked out in my, just, it just worked out. How long was the recovery? Uh, I mean, I'm still, I'm still like, it's still, I don't think it's a hundred percent to where it was before. Um, so I'm still seeing a PT and mm. I'm very blessed that I could choose not to do surgery because I didn't want to do surgery. Okay. Um, and so the jury's still out on the, the whole, like, yeah. did I make the right choice? You know, <laughs> but like, I've spoken to people who've had surgery and people who haven't. And like, people are like, it could have gone either way. Like I regret doing surgery. I regret not doing surgery. So I picked up a few times though. You really did talk about gratitude going through this, you know, over multi-year experience of dealing with this, especially at the beginning, like you said, where you had this gratitude for your support, but then realized that you need to figure it out for yourself. And I think that, you know, a lot of us, when we were going through life and we're faced with a really difficult challenge, um, yes, having the support of a community, of course, that's absolutely necessary. But like you said, there came a point where you were like, I got to start figuring this out for myself. I really have to like take care of me and do it in a way that's not right. Always somebody else has to be there for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, can you come over and help take out the trash? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I imagine it's interesting because now that we've been living, you know, in COVID times for almost a year, it's like, well, grocery delivery and everything, you know, delivery and easy was like, now it seems obvious, but at the time it was probably more challenging. So, okay. Well, that's, I love that you speak of the experience still with some gratitude and, you know, one thing that I think I just love about you, Michelle, is that you did, even though we knew you were going through a really tough time, you were able to keep your attitude of like, I want to get better. I want to heal. Like I need help, but I'm, I'm struggling here. And I, I think your authenticity is something that a lot of people really appreciate. And we feel that, you know, through your podcast and through the work that you're doing in your community. Um, tell us a little bit about this um, community that you've got on Facebook that you're, you're building and growing. We'll be right back to the podcast after this short word for our partner, USANA Health Sciences. Oh, friends, I don't know about you, but I had a fantastic time over the holiday season. I ate my favorite foods. I enjoyed more chocolate than I normally do, drank a little bit more alcohol, and just really enjoyed myself over the holidays without feeling guilty. One of the things that I love to do to start the new year is a program called the 5-Day Reset Jumpstart. So this is a five-day program that helps you to kick the carb and sugar cravings to the curb. You actually help release some of the bloating and that feeling of having low energy and not being able to say no when all that leftover Christmas chocolate is put in front of you. So this is a program I've been doing for over a decade, especially in the new year. What it is, is for five days, you're 
having three complete meal replacements per day. You can choose chocolate and vanilla or the plant-based, which was my favorite. And then you have two healthy snacks as well as you have your micronutrients. So you have your nutritional supplements from USANA as well as your probiotic. And guess what? It comes in a beautiful red box with instructions, a checklist, and it is honestly one of the easiest programs to follow. Now, are you going to change your health in five days? Nope. Are you going to set yourself on a good foot forward in order to make those changes that you want to make in your health for 2021 with a five-day reset? Absolutely. And when you purchase using my link, you also get personal coaching with me and you get to be part of our group reset programs as well. So if you want to learn more about it, just check out bit.ly forward slash reset with USANA and USANA is all capitalized. I'll put the link in the show notes for you and you can check it out. So my friends, I encourage you to join me. I'm in the middle of my five-day reset as I record this, and I already feel amazing. It's one of my favorite things to do. So just visit bit.ly forward slash reset with USANA. USANA is U-S-A-N-A, all caps. Or just send me a message through any social. Say, hey, Julie, I heard about this reset thing, and I want to learn more about it and see if it's right for me. I love to help you, my friends. Let's support each other and make 2021 our healthiest year ever. Let's get back to the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, so it's actually evolved. So when I first um, created Sacred Emergence, it was just, it, it came through like a dance. Like I was like, I was, I need a name. Uh, so Sacred Emergence came through and it felt so in alignment. And um, it was really around just like being the, our best selves and really appreciating our journey and knowing that we, there's something for us to fix about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, but the more we step into more of who we truly are um, and have the courage to be in alignment with that, then things just start to unfold. Um, so that was the message behind Sacred Emergence. Um, and then along the way, I discovered human design. Oh. And when I discovered human design, it was like things started to really make sense in my life, like in terms of my interaction with people, just my energy and things that I've been feeling. And so um, it's just become this place where I actually like how I show up is like I want to share my journey with people and my process versus me teaching. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like being a role model of how I live my life is probably the best way for people to be inspired and look at their own lives and what they can do versus I'm like on the seat educating people. <laughs> You're, you are correct. Like this, it's not a healthy relationship. I think when we, when others put their teacher or their mentor on a pedestal above, because there is no, there's no above. Like we're all living on this same plane of existence. Doesn't appear the same to all of us, but we are on the same plane of existence. And I agree that when you show up as your authentic self, it is that alone inspires people to be more themselves and share their journey and all those beautiful things that go along with it. So you mentioned human design and that's not something we've really talked about much on the podcast yet. So I'm wondering if you can tell us what exactly that is. Maybe people have heard the term before. They're not really sure what it is. You can give us kind of like a a little intro to that. That'd be great. Yeah, I love to. So it can, okay. So human design is a system that 
uses your birth data and it's similar to astrology in that you punch in your information and then it kind of spits out like your chart. So um, what's unique about human design is that it does encompass different systems um, and it shows you your kind of like your soul's blueprint of how you're really meant to be in the world. And it gives very practical ways of how you can come back into alignment because um, so often we're conditioned. I say conditioned, like we're just like, you know, we do things where we think we're supposed to, where this is a norm, but it might be out of alignment with our true self. Um, and so the work is really around decluttering what's not you and coming back to you. Um, and then human design encompasses astrology, uh, the I Ching, the Kabbalah energy centers, like the chakra system. And it also pulls information from like the quantum science. So it gets very like, it can get very esoteric, but at the same time, very practical. So if someone is curious about human design or how it relates to them, how do you work with them? Yeah. So the best way is to get a reading, like a human okay. design reading, because it sets the foundation. Um, or you can always just go to like a, a, a free human design site and punch in your birth data. You have to know your time of birth. Um, and it spits out like the, your energy type, your profile. Like, and it's like very overwhelming. You're like, what am I looking at? There's all these shapes, there's all these lines, there's all these colors. And so that's when I'm working with someone who is familiar with human design and can kind of share, like share your chart and give you basically like explain what they see about you. Um, It's the best way to go, I think. That's so cool. So then you do, you'll do like mentorship and support based on what someone's chart tells you. Yeah. So um, yeah, like as, um, as someone who in human design, I'm a manifester. I don't know if you know yours, Julie. Um, I'm not a manifester. I'm the one that like is always, uh, a generator, a generator, that's generator. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Always moving, always producing, producing, producing. That's me. Yeah. Totally. Um, so like one of the pieces that I think when I learned about human design first, I was like, Oh, I don't need another system, but it made so much sense when I read about it and I felt really seen and I realized, Oh, Mm -hmm. like, this isn't the case for everybody. Like other people have different, like, it was very confusing when I first learned about it, but I felt really validated. Um, because my, my, my manifesto aura is very different than one of a generator. Um, And so when I see someone's chart and someone who wants to embody their human design more, which is what I recommend, I mean, just understanding your chart is one thing, but you want to start embodying it. You want to start experimenting with it and see if it's true for you. Um, That's when the magic comes alive. Um, That's when your chart comes alive, because now you can like play with it and see like what, what resonates with you. Um, and so I find that for me, when I mentor clients who really want, like they're stressed out, they're burnt out, maybe they have a corporate job and they want to start their own thing, Mm -hmm. like seeing their design and what their strengths are, um, and where they might be doing something that is from conditioning that they don't have to do. Right. So that's where the chart is really helpful in helping navigate someone, uh, someone's just their energy and then I can mentor someone uniquely according to who they are versus here's the formula that I use that I feel doesn't work because 
I'm different. So I wouldn't want someone to coach me how they do things when I know how different I am. That I think what you just said about you want a coach that's going to coach you as you are, as opposed to how they are. I think that's really, really important. We've had a number of really great different coaches on here. We recently had a guest who talked about uh, doing Akashic record reading. And so there's so many ways that you can really learn and understand more about who you are as like a being of light and love. And, you know, not just this, like, you know, pack of cells walking around, like we're so much more than that. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. That sounds amazing. I had no idea that human design could be used in this way. And I think that's really cool. And what I love too, is I love introducing our audience to something they might not have heard of before. So, um, I am curious, Michelle, just moving to another direction, where do you find that you're using your gratitude practices in your life? I know you're a grateful person. I know you love to express your gratitude. How does that show up for you? Maybe on like a daily or weekly basis? Mm, I love this. I, wow. Like my gratitude practice has really shifted because it shifted me. Um, like years ago, I would say like over 10 years ago, I didn't like, I was like, if something wasn't working, I was negative Nelly, (laughs) like what gratitude, like what? And so when I started a gratitude practice, it really helped me to just chill out and just be like, okay. So for me, my gratitude, um, I used to do like a daily before I went to bed, I would do like at least three gratitudes, three to five. Um, and now I just, it's more of like, okay, what am I grateful for? Um, sometimes I'll feel compelled to like do like a stream of consciousness of things that I'm grateful for. Um, so it kind of, it goes along with like my, my flow now. It's not as structured, but gratitude and just appreciation, even when things are hard, like there's always lessons to be gained. And that's where I'm like, okay, I'm so grateful that this happened in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> And like, even in the moments it's like, well, I'm grateful that I have the support and just looking for like the silver lining. Um, and sometimes like before I can get to the gratitudes, I have to go into like the shadow and the swamp, like just the, oh, oh like the sucks, you know, so I got to get it out. Otherwise I feel like I'm just banned. Like this is a little bandaid. Ooh. Oh, I like that going in the shadow and the swamp and just being, yeah, feel it, let the motion pass through you and then move towards right. gratitude. That's powerful. Yeah. If you can move out of the shadow and the swamp to the gratitude, that's fantastic. I think that a lot of people struggle and they get stuck in the shadow. Yeah. It's like, you got to give yourself permission to yeah. like be the monster, you know, and give yourself like maybe like a time frame. <laughs> yeah. That, that works. It's such a good strategy. It's like, I'll give myself two minutes, two hours, two days, whatever it is. And then I'm going to move forward and take a step forward and get through it. Oh, I like that. That's so juicy. Yay. Thank you. Um, So here we are. We are the dawn of 2021. Everyone was so excited to say goodbye to 2020. Although I did do a podcast on 10 things to be grateful for in 2020. And I know that I found a lot of stuff that I do have gratitude for. I genuinely have gratitude for 2020, but we're 2021. Lots of exciting stuff going on, Michelle. So I've seen you, you, you've been using a hashtag lately, hashtag big dreams in HD. 
What is going on with Michelle and her big dreams for 2021? Yeah. So big dreams in HD is big dreams in, and human design. Like, um, yeah. and really uh, this year, like this is, it's so interesting because for every like end of the year, I, I used to do massive, massive reflections and goal setting and all the things. And then this year, what was different for 2021 I'm like, I just want to kind of live in the moment and just like, this is my vision of how I want things to feel. And like 2021 has to be something bigger, <laughs> like it has to be exciting. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been living in Seattle for 17, over 17 years. Okay. Um, and I'm just feeling like something is needing to shift. And so one of um, my mentor, I was just telling, I was just talking to her one day and just how like I was feeling and I was kind of in a blah mood. And like, it was so funny because that morning I wrote down like, okay, if it wasn't for any travel bans or anything like that, like what would I be doing? And it was like, I'd definitely be traveling. Like I want to travel. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was like, well, I'm just going to write that down. And it was so funny because when I was talking to my mentor, she says, I see you traveling. Like, it was just so like, I was like, oh my God, like you don't even know what I wrote down in my journal this morning. <laughs> and so big dreams in HD is a hashtag I'm using because I'm sharing with people my journey around potential international travels. Um, right now I'm looking at Southeast Asia and I thought the borders were closed for, you know, all foreigners maybe like I thought maybe Thailand and Bali but it looks like there's ways to get in um, but everything is changing by the minute and by the day so I'm just keeping my eyes out and it's it's a journey in of itself because my emotions are up and down I'm like oh my god is this happening is it not and then resistance so big dreams in HD is my journey and aligning with my human design along the way because yeah. um it's part of my work with human design. And I really want to share with people how I'm integrating human design as part of living into my big dreams. Ooh, I'm so excited to see where this lands you. And it's not just about, just to be clear, you're not just like going on a trip to Bali. Like this is, you are going to relocate for a time and work remotely, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at, well, what's the longest I can stay in Bali if that yeah. works. And right yeah. now it looks like it's six months. Thailand is nine months. Um, and so I definitely would let go of my lease and put things in storage, sell things and be a digital nomad for a little bit, yeah. but I'll come back. You know, it's like, I still consider right now, like Seattle as my home base and I'm up for some big adventures. Yeah. I think this is a very interesting time where, um, those that can be digital nomads have different ties or whatnot or dreams and can make it happen. I think why not? Like, we're not going to emerge out of this in the next three months. It's going to be another, I think 2022 before we see like large scale gatherings again. And so, um, you know, if you can figure this out and if this is meant to be, as you said, you're feeling in the flow and you're manifesting and creating, well, why not? So besides following your hashtag, where do we connect with you, Michelle? Yeah. Um, my personal Facebook page, um, which is actually pretty public. So um, you can look for me, Michelle Wong Catalyst. Um, I'm also active on Instagram, michellewong.xo. Um, where else? Those are like probably the two most visible places for me. And um, 
and then my podcast yeah. I updates there. Yeah, absolutely. We, I know I saw you just posted an update on your podcast just before I started today. So exciting to, you know, learn more, follow along your journey, live vicariously. I'm definitely staying here. I'm not going anywhere, you know, different life situation, but we're good. We're happy here. We're, you know, we're, we're great. I live on Vancouver Island, not far from you, but uh, you know, the climate is great. We're happy here. We've got our, you know, our little bubble of three and it's working well for us. So it's good, but I will live vicariously through your big dreams. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much. I'm glad we finally had this chance to just share you with the community here introduce our community to things that they might not have known before and to inspire all of us to whether we stay where we are or find a way to, you know, live abroad just to manifest our big dreams in 2021. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for listening right to the end of the podcast, friend. I appreciate you. Did you enjoy this episode? Do you enjoy the podcast in general? It would mean so much to me if you would take the time to share this podcast with others. There's so many ways to share it through social media. You can share it directly through the Spotify app. You can leave a review on Apple podcast. You can post a screenshot to your stories, whatever way is easiest for you. I thank you every single time you take a moment to share the podcast with others.